0: Hello and welcome to The Dentrepreneur Show. I am Dr. D. Todd Russell, a dentist and entrepreneur with over 30 years of experience. On this show, we're going to discuss, engage, and prepare you for taking your practice or business to its end game. How do you grow it? What metrics do you track? How do you know when is the right time and what things you need to have in place to create the best long-term value for your business and wealth for yourself? You need to polish your spirit, and prepare yourself no matter how far along you are in your career. Hello and welcome to the Nurse Show. This is Dr. D. Todd Russell. And with me today is a really special guest. I'm honored to have her on. I reached out on a whim to see if she'd be willing to be on my show. And if you know who she is already, great for you. What I've learned is she is super dynamic in the dental space. Dr. Anissa Holmes, welcome to my show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and congratulations on your show.
0: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. You're experienced in this whole podcast and getting yourself out there. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a shy person, but seeing what you do and watching some of your videos, I mean, nothing but, but applause and you're growing. We were talking before we actually started to record and you're about to start your fifth company in the dental space and super exciting and really something that our colleagues need is someone like you and your coaches and your team. So congratulations. And why don't you just fill in the blanks a little bit? Give me a quick synopsis and my listeners of what exactly you're doing and what wow is and how you've got the beautiful tan from Jamaica last week.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I am Dr. Anissa Holmes. I am a, a dentist. I do own a dental practice and uh, I practice clinically for 20 years. And along that journey, I actually had a practice coach and she asked me, what's your legacy going to be? And so um, through that, I actually wrote a book and that was my first book delivering. Well, I've got a new book that's going to be coming out soon. But from there, I actually started the podcast because I'm like, who's going to read my book, right? And one Mm -hmm. thing went to another and Dennis started to ask me to be able to help them with with coaching, understanding marketing, understanding how to grow and scale their businesses. But where I am right now, which is really interesting, and how it ties into this particular podcast is for me as a practice owner, um, having the ability to have a practice that allows me to have a passive income source that allows me to be able to 10x the time that I have and 10x my, my income or 10x my wealth And I actually wrote an article about that in dental economics in last September's issue. And how do we actually create a practice like that, where we have the ability to have passive income? What does that look like? What does that even mean? And I find oftentimes as I'm coaching dental practices, as we spoke about before we went on live, so many colleagues find themselves in their late forties and their fifties and their sixties. And they're thinking that when they sell their practice, it's going to be enough. But the truth fact, the reality is that once you sell your practice, maybe you'll make a million, maybe you'll make two. But a few years ago, I actually moved to um, South Florida. And in a matter of six months, houses went from like 1 million to 1.5 million, right? In a matter of months. And so if you think that a million dollars is going to be enough, it's not going to be enough. And so when you start building a business that has the right people, processes, and tools, when you start building businesses where you can master frameworks to be able to grow, you have a manager that's in place and you even have multiple doctors. And now you can get to the place where you have 10 X more freedom and you also have 10 X more income. And it doesn't mean that you will stop practicing. Like you can continue to practice, but oftentimes dentists think that they are entrepreneurs, but Oftentimes, the fact is that they really just have jobs. And so, if you have the ability to have that freedom, now you can take a vacation and spend time with your family and you get to live this one life and you're not waiting until you can no longer enjoy life because you're too old. And so, you live with those regrets. And so, I'm excited about what you're doing here on this podcast.
0: Oh, thank you very much. And, you know, when you say that about still practicing, I, you know, I know that you have uh, phased out much of your clinical career, but you've gotten so busy and you've also put in 20, 25 years clinically. So, you know, it's it's a good time to go ahead and phase that out. But that being said, I do believe in keeping our hands wet. If you're going to be coaching or in my case, mentoring young doctors, you know, no, this is the way I just did this last week. I, I feel like there's some power in that.
1: No, absolutely. I totally agree. You know, For me though, I am teaching business. So I'm teaching business yeah. strategies systems, processes, which for me Mm. works really well to own a practice because I understand just like colleagues when COVID hit, right? What does that mean to have to still pay team members? Um, What does it mean when your associate leaves? What does it mean when you have a hygienist that says, okay, my husband is transferring me to a different place and I have to move. I still experience those things within my own practice.
0: Well, a perfect segue to what you just said is my big question that I ask at the start of all my shows, with my guests, if you are a dentist or a small business owner, it doesn't just have to be a dentist. Um, When in your career would you start thinking about an exit? And before I let you answer that, systems is what you just said. Systems are so important. And so placing those systems, getting them in place, in some cases, leveraging experience with others like yourself to put them in place, trial and error, that sucks, but sometimes that works just as well. But as far as planning for an exit, when do you think a doctor, dentist should start planning in their head that I plan to get out by and I start to need help to start to put those wheels in motion.
1: You know, for me it really wasn't about I want to get out, like when I started to put the systems in place, it was more of getting to a point where you could practice because you want to. And not because you have to, right? Like that was ultimately the goal that I wanted when I hired my first business coach. I said, you know, I want to be able to take a month off every summer and spend time with my kids and not have that time pass. I had friends who worked and had a job, or some of them were entrepreneurs and they had leverage in their businesses. And I felt like I didn't have that, right? And so for me, it's not necessarily that you want to exit, but the point is that. There's a lot of things that you want to consider, right? Oftentimes, doctors are looking at working day to day. And the truth is that the reason why the wealthy get wealthier and the poor get poor is that people who are poor, when they spend money, they have less. And people who are wealthy, when they spend money, they make more money, whether it's going to be real estate, whether it's going to be knowledge, right, to be able to grow their businesses. And so for me, when do you need to think about the future? And I am a seer. I, I'm a futurist, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I love to look at the future and reverse engineer. It's always now, right? And I can tell you, mm-hmm. I'm doing, I'm very proud. I've worked very hard and I'm doing very well. But I wish, I tell my doctors that are like in their, their 30s or I'm 49. I said, I wish I had me as my coach like 15 years ago, because I would have had what I have now a lot faster. And one of the things that I tell my doctors and my teams is the quicker you do things, like the quicker you do it, the quicker you build, you know, if you you say you want to learn how to do clear liners or place implants. No, I had a dental student ask me once when I was lecturing, what would you tell your earlier version of yourself? Right. Like one year out of dental school, what would you tell yourself? And I said, do it quicker. Do it quicker. Like if you want to learn how to do a service, do it faster. Learn how to run your business quicker. The quicker you do it, the longer you can enjoy it, meaning the more years in life that you can enjoy, the wealth and freedom that comes from it, the ability to take care of your teams. Like I tell my doctors and teams, like don't apologize for wanting to make more money. The more money we make, the bigger impact that we can make. And money is really just a gift or a vehicle to be able to love on people, to be able to do more for our teams to be able to put ourselves where we don't have anxiety and stress, where we can love on our our kids and put them in better schools without apologies, right? And so that comes though, you have to have knowledge, right? Like I remember my dad telling me when I was a little girl, he said, Anissa, there's no difference between you and other people. And we didn't grow up with a lot of money, right? But he gave me such wisdom. And he said, the only difference between you and them, he said, is that the people who have versus you, is they know something that you don't know. And when you can learn what they know and do what they do, then you can have what they have. And so that was like the biggest thing that he gave me. And so that's the reason why now, you know, I'm like, why can't I? Why can't it be me that owns multiple companies? Why can't I be able to do that? But like, how do you do that without stress? And how do you Mm -hmm. learn how to do that in scale, right? And it comes... Honestly, from having your vision, knowing what you want, reverse engineering it, but you got to have mentorship. Like I've spent over a million dollars I was sharing earlier with coaches. Like I wanted to understand right. how to scale companies. So I was hiring uh, people, advisors. I became a professional EOS mm-hmm. implementer. Right. I, you know, that's, that's always the key. Yeah. That's right. always yep. the key.
0: Management coach, right. Yeah. Hiring coaches, finding the best. Finding for speed. People like
1: that was yeah. honestly, that's the key. Like yeah. that's how you get it done.
0: Your point on speed, too, by the way, is something I personally preach when I have my associates working for me. Don't, the, the days of the dental school, two, two and a half hour crown prep, those are over. We need to be doing things as fast as we can, obviously with proficiency. So get your speed up. I love your idea of getting out there and getting to uh, learning as much as you can. I'm a big believer in continuing education, go above and beyond what the requirements are to get my license. But every time I'm in a, a CE class, even now, after 30 something years of experience, I pull at least one or two things out of, that, out of that lecture. And it only makes my practice better. It makes me faster, clinically faster. It makes my decision-making faster. Ultimately, it makes for a better experience for the patient, which leads to the word of mouth Marketing, which we know is still fantastic, it makes your team appreciate you because you're considering the patient first, and you're doing it faster, and you're doing it with high quality, so they love it. Let me ask you, what do you think are some of the most important systems that you should implement at an early stage in your career that will stay with you all the way through? Kind of yeah, a heavy question there, but no, that, that this
1: is super easy, actually, very, very okay. easy. Um, and we teach systems, and we we know it works. And it's really interesting. So I recently was at a mastermind and I had an opportunity to spend a little bit of time with Dr. Benjamin Hardy. So Dr. Benjamin Hardy, along with Dan Sullivan, wrote The Who and Not the How, The Gap in the Game. Mm -hmm. And his newest book is actually called 10X is Easier Than 2X, right? And the whole concept is that all you have to do if you want to 2X your company is really simple. You get to keep 80% of what you're doing. And all you have to do is change like 20% of what you're doing, right? So if you change 20%, you can keep 80%, you can 2X. And I have 2X, meaning I've doubled profits in my practice for the last four or five years every year. Last year, we doubled our coaching practice, right? Our coaching, coaching business. By changing one or two things, I'll share what those systems are. But what he says, which is interesting, is that 10X is even easier. And what does that mean? That means that you get to keep, you get to keep, only 20% and 80% has to go. Right. And so that's really, really interesting. That whole concept. He shared that his son was really good in, in, in tennis. And his, his high school coach says, Do you think that you can play college? And he goes, Yeah, I think that's possible. And his dad says, Well, I'm not telling you that I want you to or asking you to, but do you think that you can actually go pro. And his son goes, I don't think so. Like it's such a big goal. Right. right and so right. his dad says, Well, you know what? If you wanted to go pro, what would that mean, right? Like what would be the 20% or what would be the one thing that you could focus on that almost like ensure that you would get there, that would give you the confidence. And you look at, for example, again, coaches, right? Like probably 80% of the coaches could not actually get him there. But if he hired a coach that that coach, all that coach did was get people from high school and they became pro, now he saw that it was possible. He stopped doing Mm -hmm. 80% and he got there. And so that's the whole concept, right? Now, if we look at that concept and we look at that concept of 10X is easier than 2X, and how do we 2X, right? And I will tell you the formula that absolutely works, right? And for me, what it has been inside of my practices, and the practices that we work with. And I will tell you, I get on strategy calls. And at the end of the first call that I have a practice, I'm looking at their numbers. I'm looking at patterns. I'm looking at what happened last year. And we are creating a process for at least 2 xing if not actually growing by 50%. Mm-hmm. And this is what it takes. Number one is we want to have a daily system for setting goals and seeing if we're on or off. One of these processes that I teach are using whiteboards. and So you're literally looking at at the last month, looking at your different services, looking at how many have you done over the last three months, setting a goal and either choosing the highest number of each service or increasing it by the percentage that you want to grow. Now, Mm -hmm. here's where it works, right? We want to look at it daily in our in our huddle. When we're looking at it daily and we're not hitting it, let's just say we're hitting it. We're like, oh my gosh, our goal is to do 28 crowns and we did 20 of them and we were winning week two. Then now you're like, wow, you guys are really having conversations, right? Like it's really, really right, it's really, really great. But what if right. we don't? What if we don't, right? And then if we right. don't, then now we go through this process of if we're not, what's the issue? Right. Number one, is it clinical competency? And it always starts with clinical competency, right? So if you are doing the easy clear liner cases, because you don't have the clinical confidence to do the hard ones, you're never going to be able to help patients who have hard cases. You're never going to be able to, even if patients have money, they're never going to come in and do the service, which will help you grow revenue in your business because you're not even having the conversations because you're not clinically competent. The next question, if we're not hitting the goals is... Where are we with our number C, second C, communication competency, right? Are we able to actually communicate to the patients where we can get them to a the place where we're asking them, why now? Why not next year? Why not last year? You know, what are your goals of your teeth, your smile, and your mouth? Why is this important mm-hmm. to you? Share with me how you feel with your smile. Do you want me to help you so you no longer feel embarrassed, right? And so now that we're saying and hearing the yes, only then, or what do you, you, know, what do you value most? Maybe it's not their smile. Maybe they value most health. Maybe you're looking at the medical history and you see that they've had about a cancer. And so now this is why the fillings make sense. This is why the perio makes sense. This is why not having a cavity makes sense because of the medical history, they value, they value health. So you have to learn these things, right? And then the third competency is cash competency, meaning that are you telling patients or sharing with patients, these are how other patients just like you who couldn't pay in one visit, this is how they're able to do it anyway. And so that's the competencies, right? So that's one system that we've helped practices plug in and implement. And when they're doing this, we see practices the very next month saying, I've got 20% higher than the best month I've ever had just by a simple whiteboard that doesn't cost a lot of money. Also, we want to look at scorecards. So that's looking at other metrics on a weekly basis, right? So looking at obviously production and collection. But well, we want to look at how many patients left last week without a future appointment. We want to look at AR week to week. We want to look at our hygiene reappointment percentage, meaning how many patients are leaving without actually Scheduled on
0: scheduled treatment plans. So right? we want to definitely right. have
1: those scorecards so that we can, again, go through that same process. And there's other tools like weekly meetings so that you can hold yourself accountable, have time for the doctors to be able to commit to the team, to listening and giving them their input and feedback, right? So definitely, you know, Sometimes we're like, oh, we can just wing it and figure it out. Oftentimes what happens is that a business is figuring it out, they're winging it, and then they get to a point where they just go flat. And that's where the knowledge stops, right? Because you've exhausted everything that you figured out, you've read every book. And so the next step becomes, all right, cool. For me, who's the person that's actually done that big goal that I want? And I go to them, I cut a check for speed. I'm like, tell me what you did, right? Like if it worked for you and it worked for him and it worked for her and it worked for her, I'm going to do the work. Right. And so that's when we start plugging in again, the mentorship, the, right. the processes. Right. So for me, that's that's how we're getting there. For me, that's how I was able to get there. And I see practices getting there a lot faster.
0: Hold on. I've got, I'm making notes because everything you're saying is like making my head explode. I've told you we're going to hey go off that. on tangents. And I say that all the time. First of all, numbers don't lie.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: OK, so
1: that's it. You take the emotions out like
0: it is right. It is. <laughs> That which is measured grows. Number two. Okay. Number three, I used to say that there's only certain, there's only so many things in dentistry that we can measure production, collection, number of patients, treatment plans scheduled. And then I started to realize wait a minute, you can start to break it down even smaller. There's actually a thousand things we could measure. Your system has to be the top 10 let's call them the top 10, the kind of things that everybody else is going to look at and and check on your production, your collections, your that. But then there's your spend, there's your number of crowns. If you added Botox, it's the number of Botox cases you did that month. It's the number of implants you placed, if that's what you did, perio treatments, whatever, whatever, whatever. You could whiteboard, you know, a hundred things and be statting all of them but picking the 10 most important ones and then filtering in all the other ones with someone like yourself, a coach who's going to say, okay, let's start to break these further down into how good are you? Do you do Botox? No. Okay. Well, let's, table that. and We're going to get you good at that down the road. But for now, what are you good at? Oh, you're really good at placing implants. Okay. Let's, let's, let's really get that rolling and try to beat those numbers every month. So anyhow, I I love that. I I love. So when we talk about, when I ask you about, you know, what systems are important right away, you've checked off it's accountability.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the systems actually hold us accountable, right? So you're looking at it every day and that's your, I say it's people, processes, and tools. Like there mm-hmm. has to be a person that owns it. So even the whiteboard, and it can't be the doctor, by the way. So it's literally somebody from the front desk. That's the person. The process is every day. The tool is whiteboard, right? So what about scorecards? It's going to be your scheduler. They fill in a scorecard every Monday by twelve o'clock. Everybody gets every, one. Yes, every Tuesday you have a leadership meeting that holds you accountable to look at the numbers, and in the meeting we discuss it. Right? There's another tool that that is even more powerful. And that's literally looking at your last 12 months of production, collection, right? Collection, collection. But how did you get the production? So did you get it through Botox? Did you get it through implants? Did you get it through clear aligners, right? So you're able to look at and say, okay, well, our best month was June. Okay, well, why? Well, we did more clear aligner cases that month. Okay, that's interesting. But let's look at the patterns, right? And that month we did four cases and the other months we did one, we did zero, we did one, we did two, we did one. Do you like to do clear aligners? Yeah, so why are you only doing one, right? Why are you only doing four? Because you're not focusing on it. All right, let's just focus on, are you clinically competent? Yes, all right, cool, Let's, let's focus on that. Now, let me ask you another question. Like, is there anything else that you'd like to focus on that you're not clinically competent at? And it might be like, okay, well, you know what? I've been thinking about sleep. I took a course and I really wanna do it. All right, cool, that's gonna be your Q2 focus, right? So as you're doing Q1, and you're focusing on it, you're focusing on the verbal skills and doing all the frameworks for verbals, the marketing for verbals, you're taking that course so that now in Q2, by the end of Q2, you're ready to go with that one, right? And so that's how we start stacking. And the interesting thing too, again, with numbers don't lie, is that when you look at production and collection, you can look at the difference between those numbers, right? Which is like collection percentage. And that needs to be hundred percent. And most times it's not right. Like practices come in and they're like, "Can you help me grow?" I'm like, "Not yet," because that is sixty-eight percent. So, right. like, your million practice, no, you're a two million-dollar practice. No, you're not. First. No, like you're telling people on Facebook, like, I've "Got a two million-dollar practice?" No, you don't. You have a one point right. two million-dollar practice. You're in Disney right. World because, like, now. <laughs> No, it is what it is, right? Because you are yeah. got $800,000 walking out the door is what that is. <laughs> and what's left over, like when I had my lemonade stand and I thought I made $15 to buy my Rainbow Bright doll. And my mom's like, no, you made $3 <laughs> because the sugar and the cups and the ice, right? So, right. you know, it, production doesn't matter. Collection doesn't even matter because business doesn't make that. It makes profit, right? Like, that is what's left over after. And so we got to look at profit. We got to look at that collection percentage because then we start looking at, all right, well, how much does it actually cost you to actually do Mm -hmm. a filling? And by the way, I do this exercise with teams and I'm like, look, we need to know how much it costs you to do a filling. Most times when I'm speaking at conferences, I'm like, how many of you guys know how much it costs you to do a filling? I'm going to challenge you as you're listening. Do you know? And most times the answer is no, which is crazy because that is the most simple, basic, occlusal filling and nobody knows how much it costs. Like that. Right. And so you look at like numbers are wide and how can you choose, how can you know how much you're going to pay your team? How do you know how much you're going to charge? How are you going to set your fee? So I will tell you like without going through the whole process of understanding how um, is really starting to understand that, like in most cases, it's about a hundred and in, in today's dollars, about $120, $125 dollars when I put teams through this process, which we do like in our boot camps and things like that, right? So I'm like, all right, cool. How much you're getting, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm getting $88, $124. I'm like, all right, so you're upside down. And are you giving a discount, right? Because if yeah, you're given right. a discount, you're discounting like 10% off of a, right. or from your $180 fee. So you're giving an $18 discount. So it's different giving a discount there versus a discount off the profit, What you don't even know. Right. So like for me, I'm a big I'm really big into understanding the truth of what's happening, because when you have that data, if you will, then now you can make decisions. And now your team, when they also understand it, they now understand why they can't make any more money right? Now they understand the truth when I tell my lemonade story. And so they get fired up when I work with doc. Cause I work with doctors. I work with teams. We coach both, right? Cause I need the whole unit. The teams are like, let's go Anessa. we're fired up. We're ready to go. Give us what we need. Let's build the systems out for accountability. Let's work on our verbal skills. Like you want to make more money, get better,
0: get Mm -hmm. better,
1: get better at clinical, get better at verbals, get better. That's how we make more money. That's how we help more people.
0: So I haven't, uh, I haven't written a book like you have yet, but I've written, I've actually written most of it and it's, um, I, I call them capstones. So kind of like the capstones in your college education, you got to take the claps the capstone class. So my first capstone is accountability and it has to do with all these numbers. And one of the big things is it used to be a deep, dark secret. Don't show your staff the profit and loss statement. No, that's bullshit you have to show them what these numbers are and what they mean oh yeah and when there's a profit at the bottom then we all share in the success of the office exactly and therefore you have to pay attention you have to understand you need to know how to read the darn thing and just i can take a profit and loss statement and and i know you can right within seconds you can assimilate whether that office is actually a productive office or not Right? You can look and start to see those categories. You know where they're supposed to be. You know where the revenue numbers are. Then you open up the page to the AR, and that's when your head probably explodes like mine does. Like, what? You're producing what? And collecting only what? Where is this? Where is this? Where's the disconnect, folks? Doc, you've already, you keep, I got a loaded bunch of questions that I've written out. I'm sorry, I'm a speaker,
1: so like I can go. <laughs> you're slaying
0: all my questions ahead of time. No, I no, I love it. I love it. You're like, it's great. This is, this is fantastic. I, I knew having you on would help. It's going to help me. I'm not going to lie, but I am going to be a voice box for you just as well, because we have, clearly we think alike. And the other thing I've said to a couple of people on the show and, and said it before is look at what we're doing. People call it modeling. I call it plagiarism. I was a coach. I was a youth hockey coach and a soccer coach and a college soccer coach. And plagiarism is okay. And it's it's a negative term now, especially with chat, uh, chat GPT and AI going on and all that kind of stuff. But really, it's, it's okay. These are the lessons that you have learned from someone else. And some of them we've self-taught ourselves, like I said, trial and error. But we've learned these lessons from other people. And it's so important to replicate them because we know they're successful. Follow these KPIs, know what they mean, read your profit loss statement, understand and be in control of your AR, get your clinical skills. And that's where my my book goes on then to another chapter, which you started to touch on a little bit. We talk about these people that influence us, but let's talk about influencers, Doc. One of my sort of ending questions, not that we're necessarily ending just yet with, with the show, but influencers people who have influenced you in your career people who still influence you today they're still out there right they're still your coaches yeah. and that's important for people to hear we as dentists tend to to be on an island whether it's whether it's um self that we put ourselves there or just our profession has always seemed to be it's you know it's it's my office i'll do what i want to do and you know i do it and only i do it as well as i do my patients will go nowhere else they only can see me well, that's not really the case. We all kind of are similar. And if you listen to some of these coaches, you're actually going to grow your practice, just like you said. So who are your influencers? Uh, oh, early stages, maybe middle, maybe end. That, I
1: have lots of them and I still have lots of them. So definitely my first practice coach was huge for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like she came in when I was literally, you know, put my practice on credit cards because I couldn't get a loan. And when I hired her, I couldn't afford her. And I, you know, stepped out on a leap of faith. And that year we tripled revenue. And she challenged me to think about my legacy. Like, she's like, I know there's always a what's next for you. And so I always give her really the credit for helping me to, or giving me permission to step out of the box. And, mm-hmm. and I really appreciate that. But like, since then, I will tell you, there's been a few people. So... Definitely a few mentors is Russell Brunson, who is my marketing coach. He helped me to understand um, how to create coaching programs digitally and online. I had one of the first um, online education programs, and I've been teaching online for about eight eight or nine years now, like way before COVID hit. And um, what's really interesting with him and, and one of my other coaches, one of my speaking coaches. Um, Myron, who's going to go down in history as being some of the top people like Russell's probably will be one of those people like Jim Rohn and like, you know, like Dan Kennedy, like the masters, probably one of the best marketers that ever lived, as well as my speaking coach, Myron Golden. I've had coaches to help me scale businesses, understand how do you grow and scale to a billion dollar valuation, like a good friend, James Friel, Right. But the thing is that, like, what I want you guys to understand, and I said this the other day when I was with a lot of my clients at our event last week. And I said, you know, what we need to realize is that some of the coaches, some of the mentors that I have, they're the best in the world at what they do, right? Like, if I see somebody, like, I read the book, like, The Gap in the Game and Who and How, like, I literally was with Benjamin Hardy. Like, the, he taught the 10x is easier than 2x directly to me. I would have not had access to that if I had not been in a mastermind with Russell. Good mentors and coaches, they know what you need next because they've already been down that road, right? And so a lot of the people that are in my mastermind with Russell at this point, he's got four masterminds. I'm at his highest level one now. Many of us are at a point where we're looking at scaling businesses and building multiple businesses. And he brought that source to me. I would have never had access to that, right? But what's really interesting that I told my my doctors, right? Is that some of these coaches, you feel like you have a whole lot of time with them, right? Like one of my mentors is 65 years young, Myron Golden, my speaking coach, right? He helps me and other coaches learn how to shift mindsets of the doctors that we are, the the clients or the, you know, for me, the doctors that we work with. He's 65 years young, but at some day, maybe tomorrow, something's going to change. And he's going to be 65 years old. And he may decide that either he can't help and share his wisdom anymore, or he may choose not to anymore. And so, for me, every time I have an opportunity to learn from him, I'm on that plane and I'm going. Every time he gives me a chance, I'm saying yes to him. Same thing with Russell. Like I was, I was a mastermind a few weeks ago with Benjamin Hardy, and tomorrow, literally tomorrow, I'm getting on a plane and I'm going to Boise for three days. Right? Like I just launched a marketing agency in the dental industry called Digital Floss. And we're literally doing like everything for practice. The social media management, we're doing funnels, we're doing Google ads. Like this is the first funnel in agency. Like, like he gives me an opportunity because I know one day I'm not going to have Russell anymore. And I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, I wish I could have him. Right. And so some of our mentors, we feel like we have all of this time, but we have them for a season and there's only a season that we have them. And so when you find people that know something that you need to know that you need to learn, latch on to them. And if they give you opportunities, like I tell my coaching clients, like like, every time I have an opportunity for you to learn from me, get on the call, right? And some of our doctors there, one of our doctors thought she was going to shut her practice down through COVID. She shared a story last week on stage. Literally, like she's been in practice for 20 something years. She thought that was the end. Mm -hmm. And she came in during COVID and we started training. And I was like, do whiteboards, do scorecards, do profit and expenses sheets. And everything I told her to do, she did. She did it. 6 months after covid uh, opened back up she was doing circle of focus circle of focus they so were doing aq one q2 q3 she paid 100,000 dollars line of credit off she took her, was able to take her team to an ADA meeting right and she was able to buy a scanner cash and now she's getting into multifamily real estate and all the other things that I'm helping practices do because she was coachable right and so yeah. i guess my message to all of you guys like and i know you're helping people as well right to be able to to be able to get to their freedom Right. Like one of the biggest things my mentor told me, one of them says, it's like when you find a good mentor, you find somebody who's done it, done the thing that you want to do. And they have frameworks, they have systems and you beg them to take your money and you become coachable. And that is the fastest way to get what you want to get to freedom. Because, again, the quicker we do it, the longer we can enjoy it.
0: You're killing me. You're absolutely killing me because you took my next question right away which I'm trying to be a really good interviewer with great questions and you're killing me. But I love it. No, no, seriously, my next question, I'll say it because you just you sort of answered it. And if you could tell a young dentist and a potential seller someday about their exciting future, you know, what would it be? And I think you've kind of hit on that. And my follow up question to, to that is, you know, we, we talked about what systems to put in place. I, we didn't even talk about culture yet of your team, but you've created this framework. If I'm a young dentist and I'm starting out, surround myself with good people. That's the one thing I would tell a dentist right now, starting out or early stages of their career, surround yourself with, with the best you can and listen to those coaches. My job, my podcast, my, my strategy-based company, I'm more of actually a middleman. I've experienced a lot of this stuff. I can tell you what it's like. I can give you the parameters, but what my field, my, my key is, is my network is to be able to say, ah, you know who you need right now? You need Dr. Holmes. I'm not gonna go and compete with you and and try to rewrite all of you the work that you've done over the last 10 years. I'd rather introduce you and say, here's somebody, listen to her. There's others that you know do it a little bit differently. Maybe maybe you're attracted to them that way rather than your platform. The point being, you need to open yourself up, be coachable, was where I'm going with all of this. That is my take home from from our discussion today. Be coachable, right? Lay down that suit of armor, open yourself up and learn. It doesn't mean you have to execute it that way. You can add your own flavor. I've always said, every time I meet someone, you take a little piece of them with you. Might be a phrase, might be an ideology. It might be something. You take a little, it's the same thing. You don't have to take the whole package. Maybe some of it you don't like. That's okay too. But at least you tried, you experimented and you added something and you only grow because of it. Be coachable. That's fantastic, really. All right. Well, I'm going to end on that because, as my listeners know, I try not to keep my podcast too long. I try to respect people's time. I think we can deliver enough information and also the other questions that I didn't get to. Hopefully, you'll be you'll honor me by coming back on in six months or so and doing another show with me with the finishing some of these questions. The big question I have for you right now is how can people get a hold of you? And I mean, it's pretty darn easy, but please give us a quick thing. How what well we can do to get a hold of you if someone's really interested in wanting to be coached by you and your team and now you're new marketing, you just you just mentioned a new marketing company. And you sleep when, by the way.
1: So the key to growing. Yeah. And helping lots of people is you've got to have leverage. You've got to have systems. You've got to have people. You know, I tell doctors, you want to have more time? You got people for that. That's your office manager, Mm -hmm. right? And they've got people that's their Mm -hmm. team members and they've got people and that's us, right? Like as we coach the teams, right? So how do I sleep? I get a lot of sleep. I go to yoga. Like I do my things, right? Because I have a vision and I hire people and I get them the best training and coaching and I let them do their job. Like Dan Martell has a book and he talks about how do you get your time back? And he says, you hire people to replace yourself. That's mm-hmm. how you do. You don't hire people to grow. You hire people to replace yourself. So that starts first with your office manager, right? And now mm-hmm. that gives you time so that you can be the visionary, and they can execute for you, right? So that's how we get it done, right? So to get a hold of me, there's a few ways, right? Like you can follow me on social media platforms. Deliveringwall.com is our website mm-hmm. where you can get access to everything. And I would say, like, to the best place and easiest way to get started is we've got. Um, online boot camps that are completely free, and if you go to deliveringwellbootcamp.com, then you can get in. We do three night sessions where we go in and we teach you profit margins, and we teach you vision, and we teach you culture, and we teach you marketing, and like all the things, and it's completely free. And I love being Which, able to help colleagues doc, with hold that. On.
0: Sorry. Which there's one coming up on May 1st through 3rd. I don't know if I'm going to get this podcast out by then.
1: We, we do them. We, we do them. So if you go to deliveringwildbootcamp.com well, you can just sign up for the next one. So that link will always
0: be I'll be there. in that one, by the way.
1: Yeah, that one will. Yeah.
0: Already signed up.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So that's the best thing. And like we these bootcamps, we used to do for five grand. And we would have um, doctors in over like a four-month period. And then about a year or so ago, Mike told my team, I'm like, what do we really want here? Like, we want to be able to make impact. We want to have influence. Obviously, we want income. But we want to be able to impact the industry. At this point, it's not about, like, making another $1,000. I mean, that's not going to make a big difference right now for me. But the impact will. And so it's all about purpose now. And so I'm like, what if we did our boot camps for free? And so we've helped thousands of practices with our boot camps. And transformations are happening. They come back and they're like, now I understand my profit margins. Now I understand how to hire effectively and to be able to create a team that's enrolled. And so, yeah, Delivering while well, boot camp is how you can get started.
0: Which leads to a better valuation, which long-term keep those systems going and growing so that when it comes time to exit, you're prepared to exit. Your practice, your business is at its best possible, whatever point it is. That's exactly where I step in. This has been fantastic. Doc, I really appreciate your time today. I'm gonna to have you back on again, if you'll if you'll honor me, it's it's been fantastic. You're gonna see my um, face uh, coming up in the uh, in the boot camps. So um, uh, I'm sure we'll have some more interaction. Um, again, thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: I appreciate you, uh, and thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us. Please follow or subscribe to this show on Spotify, Apple, or YouTube. If you would like further information or to meet with me one-on-one and discuss your practice please feel free to contact me through my website dentrepreneurllc.com many more exciting guests and topics are headed your way